Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. It's Al Pickett, the founder of The Black Print, where I help people win in a brave new world through the financial markets, teaching them how to profit consistently, all the financial markets, and I'm here with Verbally Effective and Ina Esco. We all around Memphis, Tennessee right here. We in the mix as well with DJ BA, a.k.a. No Genre, a.k.a. Brandon Adams, and we on Verbally Effective Podcast with Miss Ina Esco. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Ina Esco, the host of the Verbally Effective Podcast. This is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. Let me give you guys the deets on Podbox. We have set a new date for Podbox on June 10th, 3 p.m. at the newly renovated, the historic Cossett Library. As you know, I am doing an innovator in residency there, issuing out podcast programming to the community of Memphis. We definitely want you to join us for Podbox as this is a networking opportunity. This is a chance for you to see other podcasters or if you're interested in podcasting, this is definitely for motivational purposes as well. You can kind of pick their brains and learn all the ins and outs and inner workings of podcastings. Well, let's get right into it. I have my guest with me. He is an actor, an entrepreneur, and I actually saw him, you know, flexing his acting chops with the stage play, Something She Can Feel, as I hosted at the Cannon Center in March. I'm talking about CJ Nevels. Welcome mm. to the pod. How you doing, Ms. Zena? I appreciate you having me. Yes. Uh, welcome, welcome. How are you today? I'm great. I'm above ground. I'm feeling bliss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know what? Every time I see you, you got a smile on your face. You've always been so positive, and you do an exceptional job in this acting game. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I try. Yeah. I do try to get the same respect that I want. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, you never know what type of people be having today, so a smile always help. That's true. That's true. Well, let's get right into it. Where are you originally from? Well, I'm from Holly Springs, Mississippi. Holly Springs. Yes, ma'am. Tell me about growing up in Holly Springs, Mississippi. It was it was fun, you know, like, uh, you know, we were a small town, but everybody around there kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, it was it was a challenge at first, but you know, I grew up in the country part, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know about the horses and the cows and all that. So, my granddaddy, he got his own farm and stuff like that. Okay. You worked on a farm? He used to try to get me out there. You know, I helped push a little hay. So, I know how to do a little small thing, like mm-hmm. put some hay, you know, uh, call the cows in and all that type of stuff. So, do, so does your, uh, is the farm still there? Yeah, he still, well, it ain't really just a, he got a pasture. So, he ain't really mm-hmm. got a designated farm, but, you know, okay. he, got a, he got a big pasture. Yeah, it's still there. Did you enjoy doing that type of work? Not growing up, I didn't. But okay. you know, I, you didn't I, appreciate it back yeah, then. Yeah, I ain't appreciate it, but I appreciate it now, though, because it did teach me like hard work. Like everything he was teaching me then, it helps me like how I do everything now. Okay. So when I had to get up at six in the morning, like as a kid, you want to sleep in. Right, right. But if you down there, he ain't having it. I love the country <laughs> life. Like yeah. it's just so peaceful. Yeah. That's why I appreciate it now, because when you move to the city, like it just, it's a lot of noise, but in the country, you got your own space. And yeah. It's peaceful. Like, now that I think about it, I wish I would appreciate it more. 
Yeah. And what's crazy is I like the peacefulness of the country life, but I like the energy of the city. Like, I got to get a little city too now. You got to have a little bit of both because, uh, like, with me, my, my grandma and my mom, they stayed in the country. But all my friends and all, they was in the city. So, like, that's why I got my actual fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a little bit of both. You know, okay. Holly Springs is a country town, but, you know, like, you got the cities and the projects and all that. But that's why I had my fun it. Okay. You know, when I was a student at Lamorne Oil, we stayed going to Russ College in Holly yeah. Springs. We College was, party. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had a time I know it. in Holly like Springs, this. Mississippi. Yeah, you love it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go back. Yeah, well, I actually was there, I want to say, at the, this is May, at the top of the year visiting um, an old co-worker of mine from iHeart, uh, okay. Frank Gilbert in the broadcasting uh, department over there at Russ College. So okay. I visited, I, and things, it's like things were coming back to me, like, okay, I do remember, yeah. you, you know, being back on to campus. Old days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't over there for the broadcasting department, though. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, um, let's talk about your family. What does your family dynamic look like? Uh, so I have, I have a mother, you know, of course, uh, I got a daddy. Uh, I have one sister, mm-hmm. uh, but I got I got cousins that are like brothers to me. Mm-hmm. You no, know, um, I've spent most of my time with them though a lot, like in my high school year. Mm-hmm. So like Rico and Ma, those like my brother, they really my cousins, but they, you know, blood can make us no closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my mother was a single mother. She did the best she could. Me and my sister, and uh, like my daddy, he he was there, but he just wasn't like he wasn't there all the time. You know. Like you wanted him to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as a kid, you know, your biggest, your first hero is your daddy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, like, when you looking for it, ain't really just getting it like that. You find it other ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my mom did the best she could, you know, with both of us. Yeah. Wow. Are you and your dad, do you have a relationship that's better now? Uh, more, definitely, more definitely better now. But, you know, growing up, we had our challenges because, like, when you become a teenager, you start, you know, realizing certain things. You kind of, like, rebel a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of it. You was uh, rebelling as a teenager. Yeah, uh, when it came to him, like I said, a lot of things that I shouldn't have said a couple of times. But yeah, the crazy thing about it, like I still came around. And I apologize for doing that afterwards. Okay, maturity. Yeah, at that time I ain't know mature. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. You probably had to get it out. Yeah, I did. I did for sure. And did your daddy understand? I think he understands now. Yeah. You know, but back then I think he probably just felt like I was just. No, just acting out or just talking, talking to him or talking down on him. Mm-hmm. But really, I think it's more like a, probably like a not a crowd for help, but like a crowd for like man, just be you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, what was the young CJ into back in the day? What were your hobbies? What were you interested in? Because now you know you acting all around yeah, town. Yeah. But what were you interested in back then? Uh, I enjoyed you know being my friend, you no know, playing basketball. Or uh, I grew up playing football. But the thing about it, like. Certain times I start on, well, I get on the football team and I quit because I feel like I should have been starting, but I ain't start. So I go to Pop Warner because I knew, like, I'm going to start here. Cause, uh, that they ain't no something else. It is. It was. I ain't going to lie, it was. <laughs> okay. And the thing about it, when I got to my senior year, then when I said, I'm going to just stick it out, you know, see where it mm-hmm. can go. And I ended up getting a starting position throughout the summer. See. You know, so if I would have been patient, it would have happened quicker. But mm-hmm. at that time, when you're young, you feel like you should be out there. You're seeing yeah. certain people you know you build in. It's still happening, it just, I ain't had no patience at first. Yeah. What yeah. high school you went to? What, uh, what is Holly Spring High School. Is that the only high school there, or is there other oh, they got they got a school, uh, Marshall Academy, but like a private school. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so Holly Spring like the only public school. 
Okay. So mm-hmm. what happened after Holly Springs High School? Uh, I went to Mississippi State for my freshman my freshman year. Why Mississippi State? To be honest, cause I feel like there was the only school I could get into at that time because, like, you know, at first you got to take the ACT mm-hmm. to get into certain school. So the first time, like, I ain't going to lie, like, growing up, I ain't really know, like, what, it, what was the criteria to get into college. In my mind, I'm thinking you just – Go from this grade. As long as you pass and you get in this grade, you know, like fifth grade, you go to sixth grade, as long as you pass. Mm. So my senior year, I'm thinking that's all you got to do. But I ain't realized about the ACT until like my junior year. The teachers yeah. didn't, didn't instill it in yes. your brain? Not like that. Okay, Holly Springs. Yeah, okay, yeah. Holly Springs yeah. High School. Now, that's certain one, like uh, like teacher, like we had Miss Govan. She instilled it, uh, Miss Underwood. Like you had them teachers who would tell you, but even then when you ain't just focused on it, you ain't really hearing it. Yeah. And, so what you get on that ACT if you don't my, mind? My eleventh grade year, the first time I took, I got a thirteen. I fell asleep. What? Okay. What <laughs> was, was the the last score, the highest score you got on that? Was it seventeen? I fell asleep again. Seventeen? Well, what? This. I think it was great because I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Like every time I took, I ain't good with just taking tests for a long period of time. It'd be cold in there, and then like uh the night before we had to take our tests, Friday like. I got older cousin. Mm-hmm. So we would go out like I was sneaking in a sense when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I used a fake ID to go in there. Okay, fake <laughs> and, ID. Um, and I realized I got to be, be up early to take a test next morning. Okay. So I get in there, you know, it's cold. You got these long tests you got to read. I'm falling asleep. Only thing that used to wake me up while I was able to fill out my things when you hear that. I five minutes. You got five minutes left, so I hear it, <laughs> and I get up and just start marking stuff. No, okay. Well, that seventeen got you in Mississippi State. Yeah, what yeah. did you major in? Uh, to be honest, I, I majored in physical education, and that wasn't even my choice. Like, okay, I ain't know what I was going to school for. To be honest, okay. I just feel like that what I was supposed to do. That was the next step. Okay. So my mom really told me just to do physical education. I think she did application for me. Okay. Yeah. So I did that, and um. I left, I left my next year because beyond I got academic probation because I went to college and I ain't doing no reporting. In Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. Because you know at home you got somebody waking you up, telling mm-hmm. you when to go to class. College. See, this. you giving me these vibes <laughs> for my 17-year-old who is about to graduate. And you write, mm-hmm. um, you know, at that age. It's such a an age where you're really kind of transitioning from a boy to a man and having to learn discipline, having a routine. Mm -hmm. Mama not telling you what to do. You got to figure it out. Yeah. But I thought I had it because, like, so, you know, back in the day when you had to go and get your report card, your teachers got to come get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, your mom got to come get it. She got to meet your teachers and all that. My mom stopped coming, like, seventh, eighth grade because she felt like, I'm doing good enough because I was on the road from – Kindergarten all the way up to seventh, eighth grade, but when she stopped coming, I did enough just so, like, I missed all the whole first nine weeks. See, <laughs> when y'all don't have that direction, you are really like telling the story. Yeah, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Like, <laughs> wow, because yeah. I mean, it's just mirroring some things I'm going through with my oh, son now. If, if I'm hands off, yeah. he gonna tell me things are getting done, but they not getting done like they need to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mississippi State, um, I know you were there for a time and then went to Northwest, correct? Yes, man. I went to Northwest. Uh, that because I I started partying too much. Yeah, partying too much, and then like I did on academic probation, so they were finna take, give me a break anyway. So I like I'm gonna just go to this community college before they got time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I went to community college. Uh, I changed my major to business administrative then. And I was doing good at first, uh, but then a tragedy hit. Uh, my uncle got killed. Mm. Um, 
I think it was 2012. I know it was my, it was my sophomore year. What happened? Freshman sophomore. He got murdered uh, at a gas station. Really? And, uh, yeah, I'm they, so sorry. Yeah, so there, that's another reason why life came in there, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to call it, I think it was like three-something. I thought I was dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't believe because my brother called and he was like, with my cousin, but, you know, he called and he was kind of like, he would come and it's almost like he was, yeah, man, he, he got killed. And I, well, he said he got shot. So I'm thinking like he got ice and he ain't just tripping. But my other brother called me the one that I'm closest to. That's when I knew it was real. Because mm-hmm. he don't just call like that by nothing and then they're late. So well, when I found out there, like, uh, I couldn't focus on nothing. Because their uncle, he was like, he was like the close thing I had to a father at that point. Because mm-hmm. like I said, like, my dad wasn't, my dad wasn't that big in my life, but his brothers would kind of kill, kill me, like, in that circle because yeah. he had five brothers and, uh, so that uncle right there, he was like the one who gave my first five dollars because he used to work for a construction, and he said, "You make my room uh, the whole week while I'm out, I give you five dollars." So they were like my first way of <laughs> learning how to make a dollar. Yeah, you know, so it was that. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so that really know, impacted your life. Yeah, it did. Like it, it hit me deep because, like I said, he matter of fact, that's him tatted right here. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was different for me because that's the first time I had lost somebody that close in that type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it was real. Wow. Well, CJ, we have finished the first half of the Verbally okay. Effective podcast, okay. getting to know, you know, um, your early years. We're going to transition into how you started acting, um, some projects that you have going on now, what the future looks like when we get back on the Verbally Effective podcast with CJ Nevels. Mm-hmm. Guys, welcome back to the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, Ina Esco. I have with me actor and entrepreneur CJ Nevels. Tell me how acting has helped with certain skills um, in life for you right now. Any coping mechanisms? How has acting, you know, helped you out? It helped me, like, mirror myself. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, certain roles that I, like, you know how certain people really don't understand, like, the thing they do to people or how they really are. When I started getting roles, I started seeing, like, certain things that I need to work on. I'm like, this person is me. And, no, it also helped me see the good part of me, too. But, like, the part that I need, I truly need to work on, like, Terrell Munger played. They were one who probably really just set in on me. Big shout out to Terrell Munger. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, I tell him. <laughs> so how does a role help you see something you need to work on? Because, um, like, um, so with me, uh, I just use his play, for example. So, uh, you know, you have one one character who's the player and, uh, you know, just manipulating women's mind. Well, he was trying to finesse her mind. Uh, you got one who's had a past but trying to do right by a woman, and she ain't no flipping on him. So I was at one point I was a guy who would just say anything that I can get out of a woman, mm-hmm. you know, tell the things she want to hear and all that. I also was the guy who tried to, you know, who had a past and was also trying to do right. You know, flipping my past ain't no catching up with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I started reading it, I started realizing that it's certain things that I really haven't even got over. Like I still have flaws in it. So I was looking at the old character, uh, the guy who was, you know, was, you know, kind of being a womanizer. And I was also looking at the new character. Like, yeah, I changed this, but I still got this part I got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like I still get told that I'm kind of a flirt in now and then. Mm-hmm. 
but a lot of times it don't mean, be me doing it intentionally. I just can't help it with mm-hmm. my personality. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, CJ. <laughs> How did you start in acting? Now, now that's different because it wasn't, it wasn't your natural way. Like, I ain't go to school for it. I didn't go on no acting class. Or I was at New Direction, and around that time, uh, you know, I, just, I was just trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing in my life. And when I was coming out, the the woman they were needing people to sign up for um, a Christmas play, mm-hmm. so I said if I can help my homeboys in they music video and stuff like this, I can act for God. Mm-hmm. Cause my uh, my partner he used to ask me be in that music video before he uh, before he passed. You know he got killed in the car wreck. You know uh, R. P. Trey Baylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if I can do that, I can act for God. Mm-hmm. So when I started going, uh, my first one heard I had a small role. I ain't want nothing too big because I ain't think I was good at it. I was just doing it because I feel like, you know, it's a church place. So it's a Christmas play. What, yeah. what were you playing? I was um, a shepherd. No, nah, it wasn't even that deep. A so disciple. The way they did it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a typical Christmas play. It's more like okay. uh, Dr. Screw type thing. Like, so okay, it was a guy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing the guy that he owed money to. Kind of like he sold it, he signed his life over to me in the contract. Mm. So I was the dude who was coming back for everything that he owed me. Mm. So Did I had you like a small that role? It was it was fun. Okay. I ain't gonna lie, it was fun. And uh, so when I was there, Miss Keisha Cathy, she a comedian. She kept telling me I need to be on stage, but I ain't think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so every time we went to rehearsal, she always said it. But I was the only one she was saying it too. Mm. So uh, she told me, um, she said the next time Princeton Elk is having an audition, I want you to go there. And me, I'm thinking in my mind, I ain't gonna do this. Like, why would I go? I ain't no actor. Were you nervous? Most definitely. But you liked playing the role in the Christmas play. Yeah, I did. I did, but I was nervous then. Every rehearsal, yeah. I was nervous. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even just a. It wasn't even just a show day. It was every rehearsal, I was nervous. But when it's time to go, it just you must have a like, natural ability with that. I guess so. It was just something like, I'm I'm already into it now, so I ain't no turning back. Yeah. So it was like one of those. Then I ain't want to let nobody down either. So yeah, I did that. And I went to Princeton Elkers audition and I didn't get the role, but I met Bianca McMillan and mm-hmm. she just started working with me, you know, telling me things I need to work on, like for like annunciation. I still had that problem because I talked with a list. So they're one of my insecurities too. Uh, she was telling me about, uh, you know, projecting and all that. And that's still something I work on even during rehearsal. But for some reason, show day it come out. You know, but doing rehearsal, I'm, I got to work through all it. Yeah. Yeah, so it started at New Direction. And after that, like, things started happening. I knew it wasn't nobody but God. I'm like, I ain't even see myself doing none of it. Mm. And you loving it now. Yeah, I love it. Like, it's, it's something different. Like, it get me away from, it's almost like my getaway. It's therapeutic for me. Yeah. And you know what, CJ? I really would love to get back to acting. Um and, and I mentioned this to you before the podcast. Uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I was in drama club, theater club. We'd go to competitions and get first place. And I kind of got busy into other things. And yeah. But it really embedded, like, confidence for me. Um, you know, the ability to do a lot of public speaking, things of that nature. Because it's really like, not that I'm playing a role because I'm in front of you talking, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm prepared Exactly. Right, mm-hmm. so I think you should though, cause you got a personality. I can see you on stage. But see, I got to <laughs> play the personality that's on the script, right? Yeah, yeah. but but that's okay. Yeah, cause you kind of you got to bring your own into it. You know, okay. Like, so even though you you got a script, 
and you dissect this script, a part of it, it's not going to all the way be you, but you got to you gotta see how you see this character in your mind, mm-hmm. you know. So, of course, you want what the director wants you to do, but at the same time, they're going to give you own direction, but it's still up to you to bring that character to life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got to make you believe that I am this person. Right. So, however you would do it, this it's all acting is. And Bianca McMillan told me one thing. She said the best acting is not acting. So that's why so many people mm. become their character. So it's almost like they're they not acting in that moment. I had Bianca McMillan on the podcast, and we that. had a time. Yeah, y'all did the bridge accent. I, don't, I can't. You bloody bloke. I, I suck at it. Look, that's I all suck. I can say, bloody bloke. That's <laughs> I, all I can I say. And she it. said, you couldn't wait to say bloody bloke. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, I watched it. But look, speaking of acting, speaking of scripts, I want to do a segment with you called Change Roles. Okay. You are, you know, um, an actor. Uh, I think that you can give me what I'm directing you to do. Okay. So I'm going to give you two characters, right? Okay. And we're going to go for 30 seconds with one. And then when I point to you, go into the next one. Okay. So the first role Mm -hmm. that you'll be doing is a Memphis DJ hyping the crowd at a lit event. That's role number one. Okay, okay. And when I go like this, you're going to transition into a man who is very in his feelings and sensitive because he was just told and found out that his wife was cheating on him. You got me. Okay. Okay, so let me ask you this. Ah, in the role, where ah. we at? Where we at? Where we at? I know we're in the hype part. Are we old school? Are we? Whatever you want to do. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. All right. All right. You let me know when you're ready with change roles on Verbally Effective with CJ Nevels. Let's I see how these ready. acting chops will display. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Ready. Okay, let me hit my DJ. Yo, 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 Memphis, what's going on? What's going on? You down here at, uh, we, well, yeah, we had. We had prohibition tonight. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Hey, man. Don't stop. Don't stop. Hey, y'all get out there. Get out that wall. Let me see you dance, girl. Come on down here. No. Let me hear you. I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, ladies. <laughs> y'all know, y'all with your boy DJ CJ. Okay. You mean you can tell me how it happened? I mean. You know, he was giving me what I needed. So he would give me, so I did everything I do for you. I pay the bills in this house. I gave you the life that you want. <laughs> and all I ask you was just to be loyal to me. I'm sorry, CJ. You sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't supposed to be acting, but great job, CJ. <laughs> So you pulled me into it. Or it was like you were so in the role, I felt like I had to say something. You had to. <laughs> so you still got it. <laughs> I can't cry on on, on a commander. Me either. I'm trying on it. I'm trying to work on it. Like I'm still new to this, so like I still got a lot to learn. I wanna know what does the acting world looks like in Memphis? Is it a scene? Is it growing? Is it already huge? What does it look like? To be honest, I think it's bigger than what we think it is because I didn't even know it was that many actors in Memphis like that until I got into it. Like this community is real deep and they supportive. You know, like it's some great, it's some dope talent in Memphis too. Like in each production I've been in, you you might see the certain, you might see the same people sometimes, 
but it's so many different people. And then it's like a lot of new upcoming acts. Like, like Tamika Rose, she's been doing it for a long time. And I ain't know about it until like I got into Attica Marine, but she dope. Tamika Rose. Tamika Rose. Tamika Rose. Yeah, she uh she was just well, she was an extra in BMF. But she do a lot of stage plays, uh it's like the Memphis Renaissance. They have a whole community, like it's some dope people in their community. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, man, it's a lot of dope talent. It just it gotta be the right eyes on the mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like it's growing for sure. Like unless I'm just new to it and I'm just seeing everything, you no know, firsthand, but mm-hmm. it's more definitely dope. I say I can it's been more stage plays in the past ten years than I Past two I'm years since I've seen way know. more in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, and this is in the past two years. Yeah, so I think it's growing fast. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, who have been some of the actors that you've emulated or looked up to in this game? Like you know that we see on the big screens. Big screen. Okay. Well, of course, Denzel. Mm-hmm. That for sure. Uh, I think he's everybody's. Everybody. Goal, right? But I think a lot of people people sleep on you. Tyree. Tyree's a dope actor. Tyrese, um, baby boy. Yeah, Look but, at her. but <laughs> 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 yeah, but he also uh, like for him to go from transformer, go to yeah. uh you know, fast and fear, like you got baby boy, and then you got uh like the stuff he did with, with Mary J. Bly, like and brothers, like he played a whole different role. Like I ain't know like it's hard for you to see an artist as an actor. Mm-hmm. But then my did say turn this seven to an actor. I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. Rest his soul, Tupac was a great actor to me. Yes, he was. You know, so Phenomenal. I pay attention to him. Uh, well, Mikhail Pfeiffer was one of them that I enjoy watching. Um, Lorenz Tate is dope. Mm-hmm. And still and, in the game. Yeah, still in the game. Thing. Yeah, might look younger than me. I need to see what he's doing. He looks like he is not that aged, aged a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else I pulled from? Uh, I think Omar Gooden. He, I think he was slept on. Because to play a dumb dude and on smart guy mm-hmm. to playing a gangster and, um, and baby boy, that show range to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just watch people who like got different ranges. Yeah, because sometimes we can typecast people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm hearing a lot of conversations about that a lot. Yeah, and that's the, I think that's the scary thing for an actor though to get typecast. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's good to be in these different roles and stuff like that. So that's why I did get Tyrese his kudos because. To switch from net and you a singer, then you do all these different roles. That shows a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Repeat after me, CJ. Okay. Hey, mine. Say mine. Hey, mine. Say mine. This is a moment of transparency between you and I. And this is what I want to know. What were some of the fears that you had to face in your industry? Um, well, acting, I'm new to it. But uh, far like when I first got started, I used to help my uh, I used to help my friend. She was a rapper. She um, I used to help her like with promotion. Uh, to me, I just started at just helping her out with stuff. Mm-hmm. But when she wanted me to be a manager, that was the challenge that came to me because first of all, I don't know nothing about managing nobody's career, mm-hmm. but I was willing to do that because like I wanted to help her. And, like I felt like I was the only one who could help her because I feel like certain people might try to take advantage of her because she was the one. And so that was scary at first, uh, but I got better with it. Uh, acting, I think my scariest thing was just not messing up, mm-hmm. you know, because this is somebody production, and then not only is your name on the line, they name on the line too. Mm-hmm. So, and have you ever messed up in a play? I think this past uh, Terrell Munger show, I don't say I messed up, but when I slid, the mic came off. 
So I had to improvise and uh, go along with it. But it was a lot of improvisation going <laughs> on. But it, it everyone mm-hmm. rolled with it. They did, and like that would make it so dope though, because the yep. audience don't know you messed up. Right. You know. Right. But when you can keep it going, it feels so natural. And people still engaged in me doing a great job. Yeah, you did an absolutely amazing job. Like, because I I guess I came for a couple of the rehearsals. Maybe one got a little bit of it, but in in checking you guys out, go over scenes. But like, when it's time for the play, that's a different. That's yeah. a different story. Yeah, the energy change. I ain't gonna lie. The energy does change. I mean, you want to practice like you perform, but. It's always different once you hit this stage. It's almost like another booster of adrenaline. Yes. You know, so. On that big stage at the Cannon Center. Yeah, nah, that was dope. Even just hosting, like you being in front of all of those people in that intimate environment. But you were so natural, though. Like, I, I know you weren't nervous. Yes, I was. I don't believe it. I was, mm-hmm. but you, for me, I have to have a little nervous energy whenever I do anything. Like, it gives me a boost. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I heard Steve Hall talk about this. Like if you ain't nervous about anything that you're doing, it mean you it ain't it ain't bad nerve. It means you just want to do good. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to be nerved to a certain extent. Yeah, that that gives me a little uh. Yeah, get your adrenaline rush. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, so I know that you're an entrepreneur. You have your own brand. You have mm-hmm. the shirt on life. Tell me about it and how did it come to be? Okay, life started um around the time I was managing uh my artists at that time, but then you know also like uh. So the way my uncle's spelling name is uh, Phil, is P H E L. So life came about. Uh, you know, I told, I was thinking about my life, and that one the probably worst thing that happened to me at that point. So uh, I changed the L from life and just put a P H in it. You know, kind of showing respect to him. But I also changed the name to uh, it was an acronym, stand for loyalty, integrity, prosperity, hustle, and evolution. Mm. Yeah. So uh, at first it used to stand for loyalty, integrity, pain, hustle, and every, and it was every day. But I realized, like, putting those words out, you kind of, like, attracting that energy to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tried to make sure I changed the word to, like, something prosperous so, like, I can get prosperity coming towards me. And anybody weird, I want them to be able to pro- feel prosperous, too. Yes, sir. They're having pain in there, like, everybody wearing the word pain on there, you feel like mm-hmm. going to come to you. And I don't want it. Okay. So um, who are you targeting with your brand? Uh, Everybody who has, well, everybody live. Mm-hmm. Because... Everybody has a story, and that's all life is about. It's like your story. Mm-hmm. You know, my story is it's different from yours. You got your own story. You got your own things you went through and you overcame. Yes, so, sir. Like, and it also helped me, uh, the struggle I was talking about going through, like I away from my son for like almost a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was my second chance I feel like I would get because uh, the logo of, the, of life is, is, is represented by the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and Phoenix represents rebirth. Yeah, you know, so I feel like God gave me a second chance, you know, try to make it make it right, cause you know, like I don't want my son to have the same experience I had with my father. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Well, I I get it, and, and I want to thank you for my shirt oh, that no uh, you brought to me. So it looks like this one, but it's black. Yeah, yeah. And I like the slim and black. Cut. Back out, so. Okay, is it a yeah. phenix? Yeah, it looks I, like it. How did I know that? Let's see the uh, shirt tyranny. Let me pop open mine. Thank you, Tyranny. <laughs> let's see, let's see. So I'm gonna be cute in my life shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I like gifts. Thank you. No Thank problem. you. I think everyone loves gifts all the time. Let's see. Okay, okay. See. Yeah, yeah. And let's look at the back. 
Hey, go to Phoenix. Yeah, so it represents. I love it. You know. I love it. I like the colors, too. I appreciate you. Uh, now, the logo was done by uh, April Hudson. Like, so I used to have a, I used to have another logo, and she rebranded me. So, I'm like, I haven't rebranded all the way. I got a, I got an event coming up October the 21st, and it's for, like, a, it's an art mixer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, this more, like, so, like, I tell you, like, I went through so many different struggles, like, trying to figure out where I was going. I want to kind of give people a different avenue to kind of help them out so they ain't got to go through, like, God going to take you a certain way. But, you know, like, uh, the way I had to go, I was looking for you know, trying to find like inspiration or who can help me get to this next level. But you know, certain people won't tell you certain ways to go. Some mm-hmm. people will help you and some won't. And I'm just trying to give like more like a platform to help arts like cause it's gonna have poetry there, uh gonna be a free skits. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a, a live music there too. Okay, when is this? This October twenty first at the Renaissance. At the Renaissance. Yeah, That's man. gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta come through. I'm gonna come through. Yeah, I'm gonna come uh, check you once out. Once I get the fly done, I'll pass it to you. I'm still working on the flies and all that. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a dope event. Like something different, you know, like so anybody who up and coming, uh, if your dream is to be a poet, I it's gonna be a little fashion too. So I'm gonna have like three brands that'll show off they they fashion. So I'm gonna let them run the, you know, rip the runway. You know, it's gonna be skits in between. So it's gonna be just a dope vibe for the night. So I might be in one of those skits. <laughs> yeah, come on. I got something for you now. <laughs> don't make me to. have to cry though. Why not? Don't, don't, you gotta work on it. Don't give me that. Come on, I, I might need it. Okay. Well, I could do. I could do whatever. <laughs> All right. Just I'm let me know. It. Look, let me know ahead of time though, <laughs> so I can practice and go to the rehearsals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the skit's gonna be real short because I ain't trying to take too much time from everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I gotta fit in the fashion part, the poetry part, and the, the live music. So you got that, time? Yeah, yeah. You got, I got time, time to plan? How many yeah. months is that away? Yeah, I already been planning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So everything already in motion. It just uh, I'm gonna start the rehearsal probably like maybe in June. Gotcha. In June. Gotcha. Okay. Well, call me for the rehearsal. Okay. Okay. And you show up. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might have been in three stage plays by the time you call me in June. What okay. Hey. I like I'm, it. I'm just so aggressive with yeah, it. Huh? You are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. We, we claiming it then. But you know what? When you think about the things that you loved as a child and and was really into and really felt you had purpose those are some of the things you need to get back to yeah. that's why i'm in with that yeah see that's how uh like back in 2017 like my prayer was finding my purpose like that was my prayer for a long time it was finding my purpose and getting people out of my life who weren't supposed to be there but mm. getting god people that's supposed to be for me yes sir so that was my that was my prayer for a long time and growing up i didn't realize what i was supposed to do i knew i was going to do something though because my mama tell you, it should be certain times on the weekends where I at like MTV Crib come to my house. Mm-hmm. And she she don't, she don't know what I was doing because she ain't watch MTV Crib. <laughs> but I had like I'm showing in the house. You acting <laughs> I, it out, I right? I was doing it and never okay. knew what I was doing. So. so see, you did that as a child. I would say like when I was in college, I always would get with my friends and say, this is the Ina Lake show. Who's being interviewed now? Okay, so you're manifesting. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> Remember Ricky Lake? Yeah, see, I ain't watch much really like my auntie. But you know who she is, right? So I think she was like really prominent back then at the time I was in college. So what she was come on channel thirteen or twenty four? I think thirteen. But see, I had to imitate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, As Ina like, like and then everybody wanted to come on my show in the dorm room. And now everybody want to come on your podcast. Okay. Come on, CJ Nevels. (laughs) 
in the building, Verbally Effective. I have truly enjoyed you today on the podcast. I would love for you to tell everyone with the Verbally Effective audience how they can get your merch, how they can continue to follow your journey. Okay, yeah. So uh, my website for the merch is lifestore.com. Um, Facebook to see everything that I got going is CJ Nevels. My Instagram is CJ underscore Nevels. TikTok is CJ underscore Nevels as well. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you for coming. I appreciate you having me. And, and remember fun. what we talked about um, with the um, residency with trying to get people to, yes, you know, use their voice and have it come out in the confidence yeah. program. And I, I really want to do. So I'm going to get you involved in that. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I got you. All right. Well, you. thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you on the me. podcast. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Verbally Effective, the podcast that intersects art which we were heavily in the arts today culture politics entertainment with a memphis flair don't forget about pod box june 10th at Cosset library big shout outs to my guest today actor entrepreneur nice cj nevels i'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in